Hello, and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And it's our last episode of 2015. Oh, are you going to sing Old Lang Syne for us? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> on today's episode of Spawned, we'll be talking about holiday weight gain, oh. or as we think of it, the Christmas 15. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. The good, the bad, and the very, very broken. <laughs> and finally, we'll close out our show with each of our own cool picks of the week. Of course, you can still find us, even in 2016, we'll still be on Twitter, <laughs> at CoolMomPicks, hashtag Spawn Show, catch us on Facebook, or drop us an email, spawned at CoolMomPicks.com. We have abandoned our MySpace account, though, so don't yes. find us there. Yes, goodbye, 2015 and MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> so, holiday weight gain, our favorite thing to talk about, yay! We, we can't be the only ones, right? Like, for me, it starts October. It starts with Halloween candy season. Oh, and just for sure. goes straight through New Year's <laughs> with all the gifts and the food and all the. They're like really nice people that we work with through Cool Mom Picks that send us food gifts, and then I eat them all. <laughs> and that's really the problem. People are always like, "Why do I gain weight?" I'm like, "Cause you eat all the cookies, Liz." <laughs> it's very simple. It's really not that complicated. Yeah, I have been finding myself becoming a leggings person, <laughs> and I'm not really a leggings person. Oh yeah, the elastic yeah. waistband's good. God. Although you know, I just saw our friend Wendy Aarons. She was at a conference recently with Tim Gunn, oh. and he said that his one wish for the new year is that women would stop wearing leggings as pants. But we, you don't wear Hope, them as pants. No, and I neither don't wear do you. Them as pants. So I just want to say we're not advocating wearing leggings as pants. You wear leggings with like long, you know, oh. modest tunics. Yes, <laughs> yes. Butt is always covered. That's the rule. <laughs> Somebody said recently that he was concerned about global warming and the fact that it's been so warm you know, in December uh, in New yeah. York, it's kind of freaky, right? And I was like, yeah, but not just global warning. Like, how about some of us that need to wear some slouchy sweaters, yo, and stop sucking our stomach for a few months? There's, like, bigger issues on the table here. I will say this, though, Liz. Mm -hmm. There is one side benefit for those of us who are generally smaller chested when it comes to the holiday weekend. <laughs> I got some boobs, man. Your cups runneth over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, cookies. <laughs> Thank you, chocolates. Thank you, all the mini Reese's in my kids' Halloween basket. Okay, well, so I know it's a little late for I us, know. but I've been, like, looking up all the tips for, like, you know, how do you not gain so much weight oh, over please. the holiday season? Can I tell you something? These are so stupid. <laughs> like, here's the tip, guys. Don't eat all the crap. That's it. That's the tip. And, like, don't sit on your butt all day long, probably, which is basically what we both have been doing. <laughs> sit on your butt, writing while eating crap. And then I'm, like, tired from watching The Walking Dead until 3 in the morning, so I'm like, oh, I'll just have three more Cokes. Anyway, I was looking around. Kristen, I have seen such bad tips. Oh, I <laughs> So I want to read some of these to you. Tell me what you think. Okay. When you go to a holiday party, focus on the conversation, not the food. <laughs> <laughs> That's really a tip. <laughs> What if the conversation's about food? I mean, at a party, aren't you always like, oh, the food's great. Oh, it's fabulous. I mean, if I'm going to have to focus on the conversation, I'm going to need, like, some beverages. And those are, like, high calorie, right? <laughs> like, how can you, like, be focusing on the conversation of your great uncle Joseph well, then I think with would... water? <laughs> well, that was the tip. They would say then have club soda. You're like, club soda is just simply not strong enough to make any significant impact on the Uncle Joseph conversations. Thank you. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, here's another tip. To keep from losing count of how many or d'oeuvres you eat at a party, keep track by stashing a toothpick in your pocket for each one. 
What, so you can stab yourself in the eyeball later? <laughs> You're crying. These are so I'm bad. Like, they're so awful. Okay. Okay. You know what? Laughing burns calories. It's good for us. Thank you. Okay. Another tip. Bring your own low-calorie treats to parties. Where are you going to put them? What are you going to do? Can you imagine being like, excuse me, I brought my own... Uh, Wheat thins, less hot. <laughs> I brought my own rice cakes. Hold on, let me reach down into my bra and grab some of the organic carrots I stuffed there. <laughs> what? Um, at a party, skip holiday cookies, cakes, and pies, which have a lot of added sugar. Instead, opt for natural sugar that you get from fruits and veggies. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't eat your amazing butterscotch cake, Aunt Marcia. There's some cherry tomatoes right here, though, that look delicious. <laughs> Do you by any chance have some cantaloupe? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're big, because these are probably actually good ideas that we're just not listening to. Okay, chew gum. You can chew gum at a party, Kristen. Now, I have to – I take issue with this because I've read some things about it. And did you know that it actually stimulates the enzymes in your mouth and it makes you hungrier? I knew you would have something to say about that. That's right. That's also, you look like a cow when you chew gum at a party. Don't right. do it. Yeah, just don't. Oh, here's the other thing. Uh, this should help you uh, eliminate oh, snacking at parties. Okay, good. Remind yourself that weight gain is related to increased risk for heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. <laughs> And how do you do that? Do you set something on your phone, like a notification that says you're going to die if you eat that? It's like Pavlovian. You need to set some sort of trigger so as you go to reach for, like, the the potato chips and dip them in the blue cheese dressing, you're like, cancer, Maybe you cancer. should put, like, signs on your kid's shirt so that when they run by, it says, like, heart disease. Put that down. <laughs> yeah, right. it's really hard to think about a long-term risk when you're just really hungry. Oh, here's a tip. Just wear something tight and form-fitting. That way you'll feel so good about how you look you won't be tempted to eat. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's because you just so you can't fit one more goddamn cookie in your gullet because your pants will explode. Actually, that's good. Wear Spanx because you'll get such a bad indigestion you won't be able to see anything. <laughs> They'll be like, there's a woman turning blue over there. Is she okay? No, it's just her Spanx. Here's one of my favorites for parents. Sleep loss is linked to changes in appetite. So get more sleep over the holidays. <laughs> Oh, of course. <laughs> and then the final one, similar to sleep loss, a lot of stress can trigger increased eating and cravings, especially for sugary carbohydrates, so de-stress. <laughs> Snap your fingers, Kristen, and de-stress. Oh, that sounds awesome. So uh, when are we going away to Hawaii then, Liz? <laughs> I know. Considering like all the therapists in New York go away over the week between Christmas and New Year's and all of August. Not a good time to de-stress. <laughs> so how are you guys doing with the Christmas 15? Do, do you, you have, follow any yeah. of these tips? Let us know what you do. Do you guys have any tips that actually work for you or for us? Because obviously we need it. Yeah, you can tweet us at CoolMomPics with a hashtag Spawn Show. Catch us on Facebook or email us spawned at CoolMomPics.com. So let's talk New Year's resolutions. Speaking of gaining 15 pounds and then needing to lose it one week later. <laughs> All right. Well, I make them every year, except I don't call them resolutions, but they're basically resolutions. Because, what do you, you know, call them? I call them like goals, things that I really want to work on. I think that's smart. I mean, I was a therapist back in the day, and one of the big things for us, for clients, was setting goals and then objectives to help them reach the goals. So I'm a pretty goal-oriented person. You know what? That's smart. I never thought about it that way. Resolution is a bad word, isn't it? Like, it's terrible. resolve doesn't seem like mission critical. <laughs> no, it doesn't really seem mission critical at all. You know, I think it depends on your personality. Like, I definitely do well with setting a goal and then, like, crossing off things to get 
back to that ultimate goal, whereas there might be some people who don't function that way. I think part of the issue also is that resolutions tend to be so broad and unattainable. Oh, yeah. That, you know, I'm looking at the top resolutions, done nerd, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> per Nielsen in 2015, and it's like stay fit and healthy is number one. Stay fit is such a bad resolution because it's not like a specific goal. Goals are supposed to be very broad. So, like, your goal could be to lose 25 pounds, okay? But then, like, you have to create steps to get there because otherwise, Mm. for a lot of people, it's just, like, lose 25 pounds. So it's it's better to say, I will find a yoga class and start taking it once a week. Yes. A better resolution than stay fit. Exactly. Maybe that's why mine never works. Small, achievable steps. And then, like, one of the resolutions, enjoy life to the fullest. What the heck does that mean? Well, you know enjoy life to the fullest. <laughs> but again, like it needs to be more specific. Right? Yes. Yes. So yes. like if that means spend more time with my kids, put down the phone, read a book on the weekends instead of watching the news. Like I think there's maybe like if people are more specific, they're easier to keep. Right. Don't you feel like people give New Year's resolutions a bad rap? I mean, I don't know about you, but I read all the time. People are rolling their eyes. They're like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, you're trying to start out the new year. Like, I feel like I heard something about like maybe like doing it like in April, like yeah. not even like bothering well, and just giving look, yourself the time. The Jews have it good with um, Yom Kippur <laughs> in September because we're like we'll start now. <laughs> you know, I was thinking I used to be a smoker like a million years ago, and I remember I quit on December twenty first, and people were like, "Why don't you quit on New Year's?" And here's the thing: like, just do it. If you want to quit smoking, quit now. Just be like, "Today's the day," and get the patch and. Get off of it. Right. Get off the nicotine, kids. (laughs) Like, I think if you wait for this date, then what happens is New Year's Day is the worst possible day to start any good habits because, okay, you're Except being hungover. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a good habit. Because, yeah, you might be hungover. You're definitely tired. You're sleep deprived. And and, as we've learned, all those things lead to bad eating choices, right? (laughs) And and, like your gym may be closed, so you can't even go that day. And now what happens is like, okay, January 1st has passed. You're like, oh, I'll start with January 2nd. Oh, but it's a Sunday. So, you know, I'll just, whatever. I'll start on Monday. Next thing you know, you're like, okay, well, now I've given myself permission to not keep my resolutions because I've already blown it. Yeah. So I agree. I think that like picking that one day is tough. I think if you're going to commit to something, like just start now. Yeah. But I do get the idea for some people. I like it too, where it's like yeah. this big thing. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. And it feel it can feel really good to say, you know what? I'm going to leave 2015 behind me and I'm going to step into 2016. I if like you're to, that kind of person. If you're that kind of person. If like, you know I am. That, you know that, like, I'm going to start this goal today and yes. you do it, then I know you're really good about that because you'll say, I'm going to start jogging again and then you just do it. I'm like, I'm going to start jogging again. And then, like, I join the gym and then don't go for the whole year and then feel guilty <laughs> and keep paying them because I'm like, oh, I'll go one day and, oh, it'll just be a waste that I paid them for a year and didn't go. So I'm just going to keep paying them for not going and... I'm one of those people. And I'm one of those people who keeps the gym in business and keeps and the rates down for you. Your next resolution is to save more. <laughs> save to cancel the gym. They're membership. all interconnected. Well, definitely small achievable steps. Like one month that you're going to work out, not every day. Like if you are going from like zero to 70, that's the other problem that people do. It's like they're like, I'm going to like run a half marathon in April. Like, whoa, why don't you just like try to run once a week? Because here's the thing. That's really smart. Like mentally, successes are going to keep you going. Failures tend to like make you want to stop something. So if you can continue to be successful, even if they're small successes, 
Boom. You're smart. Sometimes. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I found a good article on Real Simple, actually, about resolutions. Now, first of all, I'm laughing so hard at all these, like, SEO-optimized headlines, like, 101 resolutions that are easy to keep. And I'm like, okay, if they're so easy to keep, then how come they're your resolution? How come there are 101 of them? Shouldn't you have already done them all? They should be, like, exactly. six. Anyway, Real Simple had a ton of them, and they were good, and they were very specific. And I like that. There were things like cook dinner more often or people watch instead of looking down at your phone as a crutch or stop tying your seven-year-old's shoes so she can learn to do it herself. I really like that. I thought I thought those were really good, specific, small things that you could do little by little and that are attainable. I do also say make them positive. Phrase mm. things in the positive. So encourage your child to tie her own shoes and she can do it already. <laughs> or let your child tie her own shoes. Oh, that's good. Yes. You're very good at that. Yes. I, I like that. I have my moments. Now, Gretchen Rubin, who we love and has the amazing podcast, Happier, has a great one, right? Choose a one-word theme. That was really interesting. She wrote a post about that and it's also on her I think it's episode 26 of the Happier Podcast, where she and her sister Liz talk about how they choose a one-word theme for the year and that they just try to focus on this kind of general theme. Now, this is the opposite of getting specific, but it helps you see like different ways you can apply to that one goal for the year. And I love that. And her ideas were things like style or make oh. or adventure or free time, which is two words, but That's okay. We'll give her a break. And she said this year her goal was lighten up. And so Gretchen's goal is lighten up. I know. Actually, if you guys don't know her, she's hilarious. She's really funny and actually pretty light. But maybe that has a multitude (laughs) of meanings. Like lighten up can be a weight thing and lighten up can be about not taking yourself so seriously. Or it could be like purging of possessions, right? Oh, look at you with all the deep meanings. I know. 25 years of advertising. Like you get good at. (laughs) reading into things. (laughs) I kind of like this idea. Yeah, I think it's really smart that you pick one thing that's kind of the greater goal for the year and then find these smaller, attainable things that help you work towards it. Like if your goal is clean for the year. Mm -hmm. Maybe that means like eating cleaner and how do you apply that? Or maybe it's like to conmari your closet, right? And get rid of things so that you can see everything and things are more clear. I don't know. I think there's like a lot of ways to apply these conceptual terms to your life and it's very erudite and cool. I really like that. Yeah, I like the idea of making family resolutions. Now that's interesting. Yeah, I saw this on uh, PBS.org. I thought that was a really nice idea and we do this in our family. We take out like a little mason jar and we take like little pretty pieces of like leftover Christmas wrapping and we cut them into strips and the kids and we all like kind of brainstorm our family resolutions for the year and we put them into the jar and then the next year we check and see how many of them we've done which is usually not a lot (laughs) (laughs) but you know it gets us thinking about them well we always joke that my daughter stage when she was four we said what's your resolution for the year and she said to eat more salad (laughs) just like that (laughs) to this day She does not eat salad. She's eight. But she did try sheep sorrel, and for some reason that's the only green she likes now and will eat sheep sorrel. (laughs) I feel like she's, like, out to get you guys. Like, I feel like she totally eats, like, she likes salad, but she's like, you know what? I'm going to make them work. I'm going to pick the weirdest leaf green that I could possibly think of. My stepfather, the forager and environmental (laughs) educator, found some sheep sorrel for her. For whatever reason, she was excited to taste it, liked it, and now that's all she'll eat. We'll go to a restaurant and I'm like, please have a salad. She's like, do they have sheep sorrel? (laughs) 
<laughs> my crazy kids. Anyway, so, but I look at that as a win. So four years ago, she pledged to eat salad, and now she's eating one green. So I Well, I mean, that. I like the idea, but also I think there's there's something to, like, working on something all together. As like, a family. You know, like, even if it's, like, everyone needs to remember to make their bed, you know, or whatever else it is. Like, I think that we lead by example mm. as parents. And, you know, I read, like, today. So basically, I should make my bed. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're saying, Kristen. I am. I, I would say, I'm a victim of this, too, because I was telling the kids this morning before they left for school, I was like, did everyone make their bed? And boom, look in my room, bed not made. Yeah. And that's just not cool. I, I try to talk to my kids about how it betters the family and how we don't have a sitter anymore. They're old enough that we don't have one. And, you know, I'm home alone a lot of the time as a single mom. And things are hard. Like I work full time and I can't always be there for them all the time. And I talk to them about how when they do their part in the family, it makes everything run better. It makes me less grumpy. It means I have more free time to be with them. It means we can do fun things instead of cleaning up. That's awesome. So I try to talk to them about the kind of commitment to the family as community unit, I guess, and how what they do affects that. So maybe that kind of plays into this idea of making family goals too. Everyone is like a little wheel working together to make the well-oiled machine of this family run. And I know that's hard because especially younger kids, they're just, you know, all id. Nope, I don't want to do that. (laughs) As they're supposed to be. But I like the idea of people feeling like they're contributing also and not just that they are toiling for you. (laughs) It's not just indentured servitude, right? So if getting the family unit to work in a more cohesive, functional way is one of your goals, then maybe there's ways to sit down as a family and ask the kids how can they commit to do that so that you're not giving them their resolutions. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's great to have kids thinking about stuff. You know, like, what would you like to achieve? What do you want to work on? You know, even if it's stuff that's like it doesn't happen, like even the salad thing, I think it's really good for kids to be thinking about that. And you know what? One of the things that I love that we do over in Cool Mom Tech is that we offer up like little tiny things that you can do because I like you said at the beginning, these don't have to be gigantic life things, right? They can just be small things that can help make our lives a lot easier. And they really don't take a lot of time. We did a post a few years ago about little tech resolutions that are easy to do. And then we give people the apps and resources to do them. Like thou shalt not post 400 photos (laughs) on Facebook? No, Well, not that. But, you know, that that would be good. Again, you can't make somebody else's resolutions for them. Thou shalt not write in Comic Sans on (laughs) emails to us. Uh. (laughs) But, you know, it's things like... Like, back up your photos and data. Like, that was a resolution for me last year, and I did it. I started doing it. Like, you know, I set a calendar reminder once a month. Like, I mean, Mac tends to remind you anyway. But I look, I double check, I make sure that I'm backing up my data regularly. And that's, like, actually a pretty easy thing to do. It's actually not time-consuming. And then you feel really accomplished. Like, yay. My stepmother lost her phone last week. And if it weren't for, you know, data backup, she'd be devastated. Yeah, yeah. It's really important. Another resolution that we've suggested is reset all your passwords. Oh, boy. I know, pain in the butt, but you know what? That's a good thing, especially in this day and age. Yeah. Just add an exclamation point to the end of it or whatever you have to do, but it's not a bad idea to like go in and mess with your passwords and try something and new. And then have a good, safe place where you keep them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A couple other ones, you know, going paperless yeah. is, is a lot do easier. Do you use catalog choice? I don't even know what that is. What? We write about it all the time. <laughs> you don't read my posts. 
it's really good. It's catalogchoice.org. And what you do is when you get, it does take a little time, but it's so worth it. When you get catalogs in the mail, if you specifically type in, like, this is from, who sends too, too many catalogs? William Sonoma. Yes. And then you type in your subscription number. They will handle everything for you. Oh, they will unsubscribe you. That's amazing. Now, they do come back every six months or so, like, if you order something else. Right. But it really does eliminate all those catalogs that come into the house, which I feel like are so wasteful these days. That is worth the effort right there. It is. It really wow. is. Like, spend a half an hour with, like, that stack of catalogs and just, like, type them all in to Catalog Choice and then get rid of them. You'll Dude, that's them a again. good project for, like, a tween. Yeah. Have your kid do it for you. Indentured servitude. Again, exactly. right there. Exactly. Um, recycle your old gadgets. There's oh, a lot yeah. of places you can do that now. The Eco ATM is a- everywhere. I actually used it myself. Well, you can get good mall. money for stuff, yeah. too. Like, you'd be surprised how much some tech keeps its value. Yeah. And it's easy to do, and it declutters your house. Yep. Unplugging more. I That's my... a hard one. That is a hard one. And you know what? I'm seeing this go around a lot. I just heard on the news, like, Ed Sheeran is, like, getting off Twitter and getting off social media. Like, I think a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed, oversaturated. Yeah. Well, you know my tip, like, no notifications. Yeah. I just don't get them. And then that way, when I check Twitter, I check it. But I don't need to get, like, a beep, 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 like, every time something comes through. Yeah. Like, oh, I needed to interrupt my kid's school play to see that someone liked my update. Yeah, absolutely. And then my favorite thing, and I do this every year, and this is one I really do, (laughs) my inbox zero check. So you guys, you have no idea how many emails we get because we get a lot of pitches on top of all the other stuff that everybody else gets. So we get literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails a day. Like if like while we're recording this podcast, I'll go back. It's been two hours and there's like you have 300 new messages. (laughs) So it's overwhelming. And even though I try to keep up with it and file things and, you know, move things around. One of the things I love doing is take everything. If you use Gmail, this is great. Take everything in your inbox <laughs> and you select all okay. and you give it a new title. You get you you create a new label for it. That's called Inbox 2015. And you go bink and it archives. So it all gets off of your inbox oh. and off of your home screen. Now, look, it's not like you deleted <laughs> them or dealt with them, but you've moved them away. You'll get to them or you won't, but it lets you start the year with a clean start. And for me, that's really important. Like, I can't start the year seeing I have literally 32,000 unread emails. I can't. So I just <laughs> pop them somewhere else so I don't have to look at them. So it's cheating, but it's a really good trick. It's called denial, denial, email inbox zero. And if that was not clear, we have the whole post on Cool Mom Tech. We'll link it up for you. And we also have some really good apps and, and services like Unroll Me that allows you to kind of put all your subscriptions, all those emails you get like all the time from retailers you shop from and, and roll them up into kind of one newsletter that you get once a week so you're not constantly getting those updates. So we have like a lot of really good tips. Yeah. Yeah, what I love about the new year is that it doesn't necessarily have to be this whole like I'm going to go to China or I'm you know sometimes it's just like you know what this is the year that I am going to get my photos like organized or whatever like just yeah. little things little little things This is a year I'm going to not have 6200 photos on my iPhone. <laughs> I'm going to download them somewhere you and I'm going to print Liz. 3 of them and put them on the wall. No, that's I think awesome. that's good. And I think I think um, tech resolutions are actually a big thing for people. Like, we're all on tech, whether or not we define ourselves as techies. If you're listening to this right now, you're in tech. <laughs> that's how I see it. Well, and I think both of us, we are going to resolve to 
doing more Spawned podcasts in 2016. I will keep that resolution. <laughs> Me I, too. I am up for it. And hopefully you guys will resolve to uh, continue listening. Because <laughs> it's, it's a symbiotic relationship here. You know, we talk, you listen, you write to us, we respond. Like, we, we need each other. We do. We need you guys. So do you have any interesting resolutions or clever tips for keeping them? Have your kids made any funny resolutions? Salad. <laughs> have they sung them? We would love to hear from you. You can tweet us at CoolMomPics. Use the hashtag SpawnShow. Visit our Facebook page or you can email us spawned at CoolMomPics.com. Okay, well, it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week. Cool Picks of the Week. Our last of the year. Yeah, so these better be really cool, Liz. Okay, well... You go first. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, no. Does that mean it's not cool? Oh, mine's so cool. Oh, okay. It's wheatgrass. How is that cool? It is so <laughs> cool. It's so cool and hate Ashbury. <laughs> okay, so you know what? I yes. I have started my New Year's resolution early. Yeah? Just like you quit smoking December 21st. Many years ago. Many, many, many moons ago. I have cut down to one cup of coffee a day. Wow, for which you. Is huge. Now, is it is it a huge cup of coffee? It is a large is it cup a of coffee. Double venti. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. But it's like a medium, like regular coffee. I drink one a day. Wow. And I have cut down on it. But on the flip side, I have been taking a little wheatgrass. So I go to my local little juice bar and I was like, wheatgrass, like, is this like, am I in LA? <laughs> am I like 27? <laughs> am I suddenly wearing Uggs? But let me just tell you this. Yes. It's amazing. It what has, do you like about it? It has the equivalent of five pounds of vegetables in one shot, Liz. Really? Yes. We're walking over to Chelsea Market right no, after no, this no, and getting we're go. shots. I cannot tell you. I have so much more energy. It, like Really? Yes. It, I went there. And Wait, I does ha- it taste awful, though? No, you're not going to love it. It tastes like <laughs> No, it tastes fine, but I know you, Liz. You you'll love it because it does not taste like cookies <laughs> <laughs> or grilled cheese. It tastes like sweet grass. Okay. But it has... Can you put like a little hazelnut in it or... Liz! <laughs> <laughs> that defeats the purpose. But think about it. It's five pounds of vegetables in one shot. How, how I am not getting that much vegetables, and I think people need that. Awesome. It's the wheatgrass got, industry thanks you tons of chlorophyll and I have to say I went in I had a super terrible headache I had my little wheatgrass shot and like my headache went away I'm not even kidding you it was really? like magical Santa Claus like, okay you are convincing me this yeah. does sound like a cool pet. so it's not every day you really shouldn't do it every single day but I feel like in the afternoons when I'm like plummeting sometimes I like go get a little wheatgrass and it, it, it I just have felt a lot better so guys I mocked it I can't even believe I'm saying this because I have mocked the wheatgrass it's a good pick I like that okay so mine I'm gonna be like a little serious with this okay so you know I've spent unfortunately the better part of the last two months in and out of hospitals with my dad he was hit by a cab crossing 2nd Avenue in Manhattan. Awful. Totally. He had the light. He wasn't on his phone. And a cab just decided, like, I'm going to turn left without looking and plowed into him. And he's been going through horrible rehab and and out of hospitals and ICUs. Anyway, he's doing much better. But my cool pick is a shout-out to all the amazing medical professionals out there. Because I have... I'm going to cry. You're allowed to cry. I've met the most amazing people over the last few months. And, you know, like we talk about how people want to boycott on Black Friday retailers Mm -hmm. because, like, oh, it's so awful that, like, retailers have to work. Well, there are people out there, like, manning ambulances. That's true. And the receptionists at hospitals and surgeons and people in the ICU and people in rehab. And, like, you know what? They're there on Christmas 
and New Year's and Christmas Eve and Sundays and during family times. And they're amazing. I just have had the most incredible experiences with people that just really care about other people. And you read so much bad stuff about, you know, medicine or pharmaceuticals or doctors or insurance. And, you know, there are challenges, but the individuals that make up the system, there are so many incredible individuals. And, um, like, they deserve more thanks, I think, and more recognition than we give them. And we usually only think about that when we really need them. So my cool pick of the week is to everybody out there who works in some way in the medical profession and is doing great things for other people, sacrificing time with your own families and friends to do And probably right working on New Year's Eve, working on New Year's Day. And dealing with all the crazy drunks that come in on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So thank you. You're my cool pick of the week. All right, well, this is it. The end of our Spawn 2015. Wow, it's been some year. This has been fun. I like doing this show. (laughs) I like seeing you every week. Well, we are going to take a little break, but we'll be back in 2016, and we hope you'll be here to join us. We get to do the, like, see you next year. Ha, ha, ha. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the joke my kids love. Uh, Huge thanks to our producer, Sarah Abdurrahman, as well as our engineer, Zach Dinerstein. Also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bauer at Panoply. And Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Have a great, peaceful, beautiful New Year with your family. We wish you all the best. Thanks for listening. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. 